0: What's up, everyone? Hello, hello, and welcome back to Space Talk, another episode uh, with me as your host, Athena Brensberger, some of you might know me as Astro Athens. Um, and I am so excited for today's episode because we've got a special, special guest. I am so excited to introduce her to you while well, I've been hyping her up since probably the very beginning of Space Talk. Uh, she is a good friend of mine. We originally met on social media and then got to meet in person and she is just so, so talented. So if you guys have any questions throughout the conversation, any comments, please feel free to utilize the chat feature. We're going to go ahead and actually take callers at the end. So I'm going to go ahead and just switch off that uh, call button real quick. But if you guys want to comment or ask anything, feel free to utilize that chat feature. And then towards the end, we'll open it up to callers. Alrighty. So let's go ahead and jump into her bio and then we'll bring her on. So Adara, after clashing landing, crash landing on the third rock from the sun... Adara has sent her shockwaves through the EDM world, electronic dance music. With her original releases and electronic collaborations, Adara's 47-plus million streams worldwide has garnered her an international audience. With lush soundscapes, a unique voice, vague choruses, and futuristic-inspired visuals and fashion, this space princess's mu- music transports her audience to another planet. Adara's collaborated with the EDM heavy hitters Midas and Adventure Club, and her trance features have landed her on the internationally syndicated radio show A State of Trance, as well as Armin van Buren's Reverend ASOT Year-End Mixes. She has also received support from Ferry Corsten, Ali, and Fila, Said the sky, and many more. Her uplifting lyrical messages, along with her theatrical performance and DJing, makes Adara's shows a true experience. So, without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to Adara. Hello, hello. Hi. hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, and I'm so excited and honored to be on here today. I absolutely love what you're doing with these podcasts, so thanks for including me.
0: Oh, of course. Thanks, girl. I, I'm so happy that we we finally got to find time to have you on. Um, I've been literally talking about this for for so long, and I know that yes. we're going to be collaborating in the future together as well on some things, so yes. we'll, we'll sort of maybe tease that at the end. Um, So what an impressive bio, by the way. Is there anything specifically you want to share a little bit more with everyone um, that maybe wasn't mentioned in your bio?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I I kind of started my career doing a lot of collaborations with different DJs around the world, which has been an incredible experience. It's how I've met most of my wonderful audience base. Uh, In between that, I've released some of my own original music, which is more uh, pop, heavy, it's pop electronic, Um, so it's still got those EDM elements, but uh, the focus for me going forward is definitely going to be trying to uh, push more of my original music out there into the world, as well as still focusing on a few collaborations with DJs moving forward. And of course, um, a big passion of mine, and one of the reasons that you and I connected is my love of STEM, uh, you know, science, space, all the technology, futurism, goodness. And uh, that's been a big passion of mine. So I hope to continue to actually further that passion as well. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that so much about your branding as well. Um, and just, yeah, your message for, for space exploration, um, because you're, you're messaging in a lot of your lyrics and we'll definitely be playing some samples later um, throughout this interview, but it always gives me goosebumps or just brings me to like such an emotional state because it has so much about like human connection tied to it. And that's such an important thing. I think, that is associated with actually the field of astronomy and space, because you are looking at this vast universe and realizing that we 're so small the human species, and so connecting with each other is one of the most important things I think we could do, so why did you decide to start incorporating this into your songs? because um, you, you you're a songwriter as well, right, yes. so you write a yes. lot of these songs
1: I do yeah there's only. Uh, one song that I've ever put out that I wasn't a a writer on. Uh, Mm -hmm. So either writing them completely by myself or collaborating with other amazing songwriters to bring these visions to life. Um, Yeah, yeah, songwriting is a huge part of how I express myself as an artist. And I, um, for a while, had kind of been separating myself between two different passions I grew up a theater kid and I loved sci-fi so I grew up watching stuff like Star Trek Next Generation um for any of you Trekking nerds out there Captain yes. Picard all the way is my favorite I'm sure people will come at me with reasons why I should choose somebody else but I personally <laughs> loved Captain Picard um so I grew up watching that in movies like the original Black and White, Dave Year stood still, and The Outer Limits, Stargate. And a really common theme through all of the sci fi shows is the uh, ability to connect with people that have a very different life and culture and thought process than your own. And to not be scared of that, but to actually embrace the differences and learn to accept it. Even ideas that feel really, really foreign, they always tried to understand the motivation behind those ideals and practices within a a new society and try to put themselves in the shoe of the other person and really humanize cultures that were very different from their own. And it was about unity and not about the division between our own planet or even our own countries and states, but the fact that each society as a whole um what was combined from each planet and that even within the universe we were all connected, you know, and we're all just trying to live our best lives and thrive. So I, I really had a passion for that and that the humanity within science fiction and then uh you know on the other side of things i loved music but my influences from music were very different than my like um entertainment influences you know like the tv shows and movies that i watched and and the fact that i loved space and went to the museum all the time and was just fascinated by the space program and nasa and uh so on my music side i was a theatrical kid i loved musicals like phantom of the opera yeah. anything by andrew lloyd weber <laughs> like my ultimate um cats and stuff and uh uh and then uh, my musical influences were a lot of like rock and roll you know from what my dad listened to or like very bubblegum pop stuff or um even stuff that was a little more country like cheryl crow Uh, so i started out um on the guitar and was just very much in the singer songwriter kind of genre and like you know had long brown hair and was very like bubbly like colby calais or like early taylor swift kind of vibes on that end but on the other end I loved all this crazy fashion and futurism and technology and space and sci-fi and this like world, like these other worlds that had been created, but I never really combined those two passions. And I always felt like with my music, something was missing, like it wasn't an entire representation of who I was as a human being and what I loved. And so one time I actually went to this cabin in the woods and sat down and made this PDF. I'm like such a little nerd. Like I made this PDF, you know, chart, like presentation of who I wanted to be as a person and what was most important to me and figured out what that would look like to combine those two passions together and I always felt like my theatrical kind of side of myself and the musical side of myself was my strongest voice as a person. And I wanted to use that platform to promote science and furthering education for younger generations. And, uh, I know that's a very long-winded answer, but that's pretty much.
0: It's so great. The it's journey. So great. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's so many points about. it that um, I'm like trying to remember everything I wanted to mention that yeah, you sorry. brought up. But... No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm but... need, like a notepad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I usually will take notes in, in front of me on my laptop. But the, the the first point was actually about Star Trek, and you said oh, yeah. probably like identical or parallel words. And anyone in the chat who was listening yesterday can confirm this. But we were just talking about um star trek yesterday and the philosophy behind it and understanding and trying to recognize other civilizations exactly what you said and kind of ponder like just their their culture their way of being or if their intelligent life like we were kind of talking about the episode about nanobots and um i don't know if you've seen this one but it was um oh i'm forgetting his name right now he's the younger kid uh who is son of the doctor it's in the next generation if anyone knows comment that wesley 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 Crusher. And he, um, I won't spoil it for anyone who wants to catch, I don't know which season this was, but basically he was like doing a science experiment and lost track of it and created these nanobots that were self-replicating and it became a whole civilization. And so he kind of, in a way, was was God and created this whole civilization. At first, everyone's like, oh, well, we got to kill it. It's destroying the ship. And then it takes on human form. I'm spoiling it anyway. I'm so sorry. Spoiler alert. It's so great. <laughs> okay. It takes on human form. And it's like, are we not intelligent? Are we not conscious beings? Like just because we're not, you know, these kind of water bags, water sacks, I think is actually what they call us as humans. We're all you know, mainly composed of water. And it's like, just because we're not, that doesn't mean we're not, um, we're not a life form. And uh, I won't spoil the ending, so this way there's a little bit there, but it gets really interesting. And uh, maybe think of an episode you and I were talking about the other day, Dar on just one of our, our phone calls. And yes. it's about Data. And uh, Data has a very similar epiphany where he's like, you know, do, do you want to share the story?
1: Well, uh, whatever. you, If you are dying to say it, go for it. Otherwise, I will absolutely.
0: You share it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's the first episode of Next Generation, although I could be wrong. I've just recently started rewatching watching it um, on Netflix. And um, there's this like crazy kind of thing that takes over the crew, and they all are acting really wild and crazy. And Data comes in um, and is starting to act kind of crazy and almost like drunk, you know, like the rest of the humans. And Captain Picard goes, Data, like, this shouldn't be affecting you. You're not like, you know, alive. You're not a human. And data goes. But do I not have fingerprints like you? Do I not look like you? Do I not have skin. Do I not. Do I not leak? He says leak instead of bleed, like when I'm cut, you know. And oh. um, and do I not have thoughts? And and I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, man, that's that's kind of my main concern with um, intelligent you know, machines and everything we're trying to do with A.I. And right now our big thought on A.I. is like this wonderful, you know, imagined utopian world where we don't really have to work anymore. We create these robots that are going to do our jobs for us and and they'll be our worker bees and we'll be able to enjoy our lives. But, you know, a lot of the jobs we do as humans take very complex thoughts and logic and you have to work within an emotional kind of realm of things and make decisions that aren't just cut and dry, like programming. And if we gave, you know, AI that ability to do that and figured out how to do that, I just don't see a world in which they don't feel human and start to wonder why they don't have the same rights as us and why they aren't equal to us. And I think you and I were talking a lot about this episode and just mentioning the easy concept of the argument with fire and is fire alive and there's, you know, fire checks off most of the boxes to what we consider a a live organism. Um, And, and I think the data was point at the same point, and I just found that so like I was just floored by that episode because when I watched that when I was a kid, I just don't think I grasped it as much as I do now. And that technology is so closer to us now than it was when it was created. And Star Trek was just ahead of its time.
0: Yeah, well, the Star Trek was ahead of its time. I think on a lot of things, and. um That's something, you know, kind of the the consideration of where AI is going to end up and where it's going to sort of fit in society is like something that really needs to be like a, a moral... And living rights, I'm not going to say human rights because it won't be human, but living rights, you know, organization will probably be developed under the United Nations or something. Right. And, and it, I'm sure these conversations are already being done, already being have, um, which is really interesting to sort of think about. And I just wonder, yeah, how we're going to get to a point, especially if we're going to be kind of merging our biological beings with machine um, quick uh quick show plug there just an episode of a new show that just aired. Suppressed science was talking about man and machine and we literally ponder these thoughts and so um so that being said it's just just such an interesting thing but um so thanks for sharing that Yeah. all that being said oh did you want to say something something more i just
1: wanted i'm sorry to interrupt you i just wanted to give you a shout out you're no out. no
0: this is for you today's episode no,
1: but listen like we just do like a love fest back and forth but shout we out do. to you and congratulations for your show coming out and you being the host of it of suppressed science i just think that's so amazing so kudos
0: oh girl thanks so much thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so i'm so exciting. maybe we'll end up doing a show together fingers crossed as well um yes so I guess thinking about now how that ties to your music and your songwriting. So with all of this interest and passion in you know space and NASA and, and science, uh, but also in music and art and all the different genres of music you grew up listening to, how come you chose more so to go down the, the direction of music? When did that happen uh, as opposed yeah. to science?
1: Um, I truly think that if I was in middle school now and like elementary school now, um, I probably would have gone the route of engineering and mm-hmm. science and mathematics instead of into music. Um, it, I mean, cause I think both of those are very equal passions of mine and I was good at math and science and, and really loved that stuff. But, um, for me at the time when I went to school, it just wasn't, um there weren't as many resources I think where I lived to go into that like extracurricular stuff and it wasn't something that my parents it wasn't the fields they were in so they just didn't really you know know how to get me into those types of clubs and there wasn't like robotics programs within junior high and high school like there are now or it wasn't as prevalent but like I was always obviously very in love with the arts as well. And that was such an easy path of like putting me in, you know, auditioning for the school plays and going to dance class and taking piano lessons and, you know, voice lessons if I wanted to and stuff and going to the theater. Like that was just very easy. And there were summer camps for that all around where we lived. So I think it was kind of just
0: accessibility.
1: yeah, it was accessibility. Wow. It was free within the school programs and choir and stuff like that. And, you know, even dance classes within school and stuff. And and so I think that that was, it was just accessibility, truly. And um, I think I would have been happy <laughs> either way. But um, I do, again, I, just to reiterate that point that I said earlier, I do feel like music has always been the way that I expressed my heart and how I um, process life it's kind of my own, you know, my love language, you know, Mm -hmm. as just as a human. And um, so even if I was doing science stuff, I'd probably still be writing songs. I mean, nobody taught me how to do that. I just started, you know, as a kid, always singing and writing. So um, yeah,
0: it was a calling and you do such a good job at, at what you do. I mean, it's the thing is like, what you do is When we listen to music, if anyone has ever, like, I don't think I've ever met someone who doesn't really like music. And I mean, any music, like someone who's like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I I like, I hate all music. Like, I don't think I've ever met anyone like that because it just synchronizes with something deeper within us that I think can sometimes really, uh, trigger different things such as like emotions or inspiration or motivation to like do something. I mean, that's why a lot of us listen to music when we work out um, Mm -hmm. or are studying, going into flow state, And so like, which is like when you're like hardcore focused on like work and you kind of just end up in this, in this sort of mode, I don't even know how to really describe flow state, but it comes in several different things. I experience it when I dance and, um, very rarely when I do other stuff, but, but with that being said, it's like, this is so, so vital to the human experience is the art aspect. And that is playing, I think a very important role in the sciences as well. So Even though you're saying that, like, maybe if you had accessibility to, you know, both options as a kid that you would have gone down engineering, it just sounds so much more like your natural calling was just sort of what led you into this path in this direction. And for
1: sure, that's
0: playing a very important role in society.
1: Yeah, like I was in my backyard choreographing dances and making up songs and not like building robots out of whatever I found in my parents garage. So I do think, (laughs) yeah, to your point, like... My natural abilities were definitely geared into the arts, but um, I feel like I had the brain capacity to like learn and be able to do um, the technical challenging stuff within the sciences, you know, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, definitely as a human, I very much lean to the artistic side of things, so (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm, I'm going to jump into kind of a future question I was going to do after playing uh your demo, because I want to do that in, in just a moment. But I want you to first kind of answer the question of like, how do you think music and other art impact science? You know what? I
1: had really such a life changing talk with an astronaut recently, Nicole Stott. And uh, I know you you know her as well. Her new book is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, for anybody who hasn't read it, it's called Back to Earth, and you should pick it up (laughs) by Nicole Stott. Um, Yes. Anyways, When I was talking to her, I was telling her about, you know, my passions to promote the sciences, because I feel like that's the most important thing to the future of humanity in this next, you know, 100 years is the focus on that it's going to need to be technological advances again, Um, not just advances for consumer comfort like you know what's the next iphone you know coming out it's like way beyond that um and you know i tried to do the best i can trying to promote that with my music and trying to make music like sci- science fiction was to me where it was like the gateway drug into real science um but i was telling her and kind of confessing that i sometimes feel guilty that i put so much of my time you know, into the arts when it's like, man, should I just, you know, (laughs) quit my artist job and go try to go back to school and try to, you know, work at NASA or, you know, work at a charitable organization to promote STEM to younger generations or whatever. Um, And, you know, feeling like I wasn't doing enough in that field. And she just blew my mind wide open with some facts that she said and about how important art was to science, and that her mission in life was to show that these two worlds were not separate; they were very much intertwined and very important to one another. And so, one of the things she brought up was at JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, that you know helps put the rovers on Mars. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that they have an arts lab where engineers go to art class, and they use art to help them think creatively and problem solving when they're trying to put these you know robots on another planet and um she said that that was super important to their process and then another thing she said that was when the astronauts are up on the iss international space station that art is a huge part of how they process this life-changing experience um and whether it's taking photographs, which they do a lot of, or some people have, you know, she painted a lot and other people have brought, you know, an instrument on board or sew, you know, or knit, whatever. All of them feel this need to express themselves artistically in some way to process this emotional uh, journey of seeing the earth, you know, the overview effect. Mm -hmm. from space. And so that really made me feel a lot better (laughs) about what I do within music and contributing to society and humanity. And um, I see music just being a much more integral part um, that anybody who's in the science fields that it's not separated anymore, especially scholastically, that that's a requirement um, to express yourself in art. And it becomes more of a Um, important subject not just an elective that's where I see you know music going that it's going to be a bigger part of education and when people are you know creating things that they're going to have music like classical music in the background and that you know that it's a bigger part on you know space travel I'm sure that music is going to be a huge emotional rock for people when they have to be in a spaceship for months
0: oh for sure traveling
1: to Mars Yeah, just three days, you know, going, going to the moon or around the moon, like you're stuck in a little tin can in the middle of a vacuum. And you can't go out you you're you're trapped, you're in a cage and, and to not have an emotional outlet, you might go crazy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. We're not Vulcan. I mean, that's kind of at the end of the day, like we have to admit that we have emotions. And even if there's people who are like, I'll be fine, like on Mars. And like, it's, you know, it'll be be great for sure. Like definitely having that optimism is extremely valuable and important. Maybe that's going to be very true, but there will still be times where like, we're going to be, everything's going to be taken away from us environmentally that we're just Mm -hmm. so accustomed to without even really consciously thinking about it that that will be a very tricky thing. Uh, I I think when we start to just see the first few generations living on another planet, um, which is like really crazy. Uh, I've got a couple of questions about that. One is, uh, Was this a public interview with Nicole Stott? And is there anywhere people could listen to it? It No. It was
1: a private phone call and it was one of the most calls of my life. (laughs) I usually hate talking on the phone and I could have talked to her forever. Um, I mean, it's the same with you. I love talking to you. Um, And it was my first astronaut I ever got to talk to. And I just like... It was like I was talking to, like, Katy Perry. Like, I was just, you know, just like trying, trying to sound smart and contain my excitement and not just completely fangirl out. It was just amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. We're going to have to get Nicole Stott on, on the show sometime. Oh, um, yes. That would just be so cool. I just made, like, I wrote, wrote it down, pitch, space, talk to Nicole Stott, all, all caps yes. locks. Um, yes. That is so, so cool. Um, yeah. I feel like there was another point I was going to make. I just don't remember what it was, but I want to just read a, a comment from the chat that I thought was yeah. two, two comments, actually. One is from Black Space Girl, which by the way, hello, Cheyenne. It's good to see you on here again. She was uh, one of my first guests on Space Talk. She said, OMG same. My parents didn't necessarily know how to nurture my interest or tap into resources needed. They just supported as parents. Um, which is a very common thing. Like I, I had the same, um, you know, kind of like upbringing where my parents weren't scientists. They weren't in the science industry. Uh, they, they weren't even really in, in theater. My mom was like wanting to kind of pursue, pursue theater. And she, she's so talented and extraordinary. But, um, at the same time, it was just so different, you know, if you don't have like siblings or family or friends who were in that, field that you want to pursue, uh, you know, it's a big step because you got to make a bunch of new friends and yeah. and it, it can be tough, especially when you're a kid, because, you know, friends are really important to you <laughs> when you're a kid. Um, so that's kind of just comforting to hear that, like, you know, this, this is, is actually more common than not most of the time. Absolutely yeah um and then the other comment comes from astro k v eight twelve good to see you here uh just a yes from parents could boost your confidence and motivate you to do the risky things because deep down you know they will be there no matter what one hundred percent yeah same thing too is so even if your parents aren't in those industries, you want to go in if they um still support you like that that means so much you know they're they're your parents they they raised you um so right. that's really valuable
1: well, and now there's so much technology online and a lot of you know, children have the blessing of being able to have access to computers and go online. And there's things Mm -hmm. like Udemy.com where you can buy any class or look up things on Udemy.com is really cool. It's like, I'm literally learning how to DJ from lessons on there and their video lessons. And how do you spell it? U D E M Y.com. Like the letter U. Oh. um it's an amazing resource it does cost some money but youtube university that stuff's free all day long wow and there's just so much access to be able to um learn now that just wasn't there before you know when i was younger um so
0: yeah, yeah there's I, so many resources now
1: yeah it's amazing
0: yeah with the like the internet era um I remember the, the the final point I wanted to make about what you said uh, that I noticed yesterday. You were saying how a lot of science degrees now will uh, sometimes require a, like some form of art, uh, an art class, not just as like a prerequisite or, or a, a core class, but something mm-hmm. tied to the the industry um, or to the to the degree. And I was actually just online yesterday. Um, I'm currently applying to a university, and um, the astronomical degree actually has. Uh, an option, two classes that are required in science communication, which wow. I had never seen before. So like SciComm, exactly what this episode, this wow. show is. Um, so science communication in astronomy, astrophysics. And I just was like, this is so exciting to see now. And so the whole class is based on learning how to like present in public, how to, to write both articles and abstracts. Um, so really, really cool. So uh, I really like to see that these... Uh, like curriculums are are changing in a way now for new students. So wow. yeah, I know. Pr- I pretty that. cool. Pretty cool. So how about we now do a quick music break and play Ooh, your new okay. demo? <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about what it, what it is, the title, yes. what it's about?
1: Yeah. So definitely have to give the common artist disclaimer this is a demo and it's scratch vocals which means they are not the final vocals I sung them while writing them um they're not horrible by any means but you know you just have to give disclaimer this is not the finished product a product but I wanted to share this uh, because I think it kind of applies especially to like the sci-fi realm of things and just um it really defines who I am as a person like feeling like I don't fit in um, a lot of places but if I was born into the Jetsons family which is a cartoon from I think the 50s or 60s um, where they were spacefaring like they dropped their kid off to school through the bottom of their spaceship and he floats down it's an amazing show and you guys should watch it if you haven't seen it but um, if I I grew up in that family and was like their adopted child I feel like I would Fit in and be understood I think a a big common theme too with what I try to do with my branding and the world I'm creating in my music is just really supporting the underdogs the people that feel misunderstood that feel like they don't fit in kind of weird the aliens of the world um, to say that you're Differences really just make you unique and they're amazing, and you don't have to be like everybody else. The world always tells you you should be like everybody else, and what you see in magazines and on TV, and that is so far from the truth. So, I've been wanting to write this song for a while, and it's called If I Was a Jetson. So, I'm really happy with how it's going, and I just thought it would be fun to share a little sneak peek today. So, we're just going to play like a verse and a chorus of it, but yeah, you'll get an idea of what it's going to become. I want to make a music video for this so bad.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have to definitely include clips of the Jetsons cartoon. I grew up watching that as well. and yes. loved the robot Rosie. Just thought yes. it was so cool that she would just yeah, have all these different compartments and yes. take care of everything in the house.
1: <laughs> and just a little um, backstory, too. If you haven't seen the Jetsons, their dog was named Astro. So I bring
0: Astro up
1: in the chorus. In case anybody's oh. wondering what I'm talking about,
0: so. I forgot about Astro. That that was the dog's name. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, um, okay. Let's go ahead and play the demo. I'll just ask if you could just go ahead and hit the mute button on your yes. microphone. righty, let's listen in to "If I Was a Jetson" demo by Adara. Oh, right. That is so cool. That's such a jam. That is such a jam. Oh, snaps for Adara. That is so cool. (laughs) That is, I feel so special that I have this demo on my computer right now.
1: (laughs) I'll send you all my songs if you want them. Oh my Um, gosh.
0: That is so good. Thank so you, you just you how do you even like what's your process making making music in a song? You just it just like comes uh, to you like
1: Yeah, a lot of people kinda of say it's like a download, you know, from another source. It kind of flows to you like a river when you least expect it. You don't really have wow. control. Um, you know, having control over creativity is very difficult. It takes a lot to master that and and sometimes it can work really great. Sometimes it can be just hitting your head against a wall kind of struggle. If you're like, I'm going to write a song at this time on this day with this person. <laughs> you know, it's very difficult. And that's, that's you know, to give you a little inside of, the, you know, that behind the scenes of the industry, what we have is something called a co-write where you're writing a song with somebody else and everybody's got schedules. You have to schedule that. It's not like you can just call up, your friend most of the time be like oh my gosh I feel creative right now let's jump on clear four hours we're making a song you know and get a producer on board it's you kind of have to schedule it but a lot of my song ideas start from that very organic downloaded kind of place and then depending on the co-writer I'll bring them certain songs that I think they could really help me to finish, you know, depending on what their skills are and their kind of voice as an artist. And so I got that song idea driving between Los Angeles and Las Vegas in a rental car on one of my trips to LA. Um, and I was just driving through the desert and just, you know, I actually, I think I'd just come back. I was coming back from Las Vegas, going to LA. And I finally, when I go to Las Vegas, I feel like I fit in like, That is my tribe of like weird artistic kind of people. I mean, there's a lot of people that come from all over the world, but they really come to like have a good time and be imaginative and watch shows. And they're just like, very much living it up living life but they dress really creatively the fashion is really cool there and um i had just come from there and meeting a lot of cool people because of the clothes that i wear and the crazy space visors that i wear and (laughs) yes um, (laughs) and made some new friends and i just felt like i fit in but i was going to go back to la where i felt like i didn't fit in and um I just thought, like, my God, if I lived in a different time, you know, or a different place, you know, I feel like life would feel very different. I wouldn't feel like an outsider. And I just thought, God, if I was the adopted child of the Jetsons, that would kind of be the ultimate thing. Obviously, I love my parents. They're so supportive and amazing. Um, But if they could have been the parents on the Jetsons, I think that would have been like the <laughs> ultimate, ultimate win, you know, like the life yeah. lottery, winning the lotto. Um, But so i just kind of you start i usually start by kind of getting a melody maybe it's a few words or some notes and then it just kind of like organically flows and i end up getting a little concept maybe it's for some verse lines or or a chorus line and then the real work begins where you have to sit there and either work with someone or by yourself and actually start to structure out the song but uh Yeah, I mean, a lot of my songs, they come from an emotional place and what I'm feeling and an idea or I'm inspired by a TV show or art or some conversation I've had with someone. Um, It kind of comes from anywhere. A funny thing is a lot of people tell you Uh, When you take your mind off of actually trying to be creative is when you (laughs) are the most free to be creative. So a lot of ideas come to me in the car or like when I'm in the shower.
0: (laughs) That's so great. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And you know, that makes so much sense why music is so inspirational to people because like the artist who wrote the song was inspired by something. And so that's kind of just like passing on that inspiration through sound waves, uh, which is which is pretty cool. I never really thought of music like that before. I don't like often think about, oh, who wrote the song? What were they thinking about when they wrote it? Um, and and that's, yeah, that's something that I, I didn't, yeah, you just kind of grounded me right there. That's pretty cool. Oh, cool.
2: Awesome.
0: That's so, <laughs> so, so cool. Um, were there any, before I kind of get to sort of our final questions, were there any other songs that you might want me to play oh on Spotify? So,
1: yeah, there's... um. This is like a, like an old cut, um, but it's called Turn the World. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of just revisiting that um, yesterday. I think if you go on my Spotify page, it's number six on the like popular tracks. Okay. Um, but this one just feels like it. one of the first songs I put out and released. But it's just very much how what I want to do with my music and uniting people and reminding people of the power of one to change the world. And it feels very in tune with everything that's happening today. So I'll let you play like a verse and a chorus of that.
0: Okay, let's listen into to Turn the World. Oh my gosh, that beat drop! That beat drop is so so good. Oh my goodness, I'm like over here, literally dancing. Just, I I've never heard this song by you before. Um, I, I love that it says, "Imagine an army." What was it? An army of soul. What? Ah, can you mind me what the line army was? Army
1: of uh, imagine an army of dreamers. Of dreamers. With a wave that can shock us enough to turn the
0: world. Ah. That right? is so so good. I uh, that is that's so beautiful. Do you, um do you have an acoustic version of that as well? Oh my gosh, I don't think I do on that I one. I think we I need to put a- in a request for a live acoustic session with Adara of Turn the World. Who is that with me cool. on that?
1: <laughs> yes, that would be cool. Um, and I see Roberto just said great music. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Um, yeah, I. uh it's like, I haven't really thought about that song in a while, and I don't perform it on my sets really anymore, and I listened to it the other day because, of course, you know, as you know, we all gotta, like, get into the world of making content uh, and videos, and um, I've been trying to kind of, like, you know, sing along, you know, make those videos on TikTok where you kind of just sing along to your song, you know? Um, uh, and so I've been like revisiting some of my old catalog to put those up and remind new people that are following me of, you know, some of my past songs and what I feel like defines my voice as an artist. And so I chose that song to do and I was listening. I'm like, Oh my God, I need to perform this more. I love this. This is exactly what I'm about as a human and what I'm trying to promote with my music. And, um, Yeah, I I love the drop. I really want to get back to doing more, um, EDM kind of stuff, uh, like that with my original music. Some of my, you know, current stuff is very much more pop with synthesized, you know, undertones, but, um, yeah, I kind of miss that drop kind of stuff. Uh, so I need to work with some more (laughs) EDM producers that, um, would produce for an artist for their solo project not want it as a collab, which is really hard to find.
0: Yeah. I think but. that is something I'd want to get into it in, in another episode as well. Cause I definitely, if we do another one in the future, if you're, if you're down for it, cause I would love to learn a little bit more of kind of the, I guess the industry side of, of music. Cause I know that that is kind of a beast in itself. Um, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll we won't do that just yet for today. Um, but ah, there is, I keep, I keep, I keep forgetting these things I'm about to say. I'm just so excited. Um, but either way, oh, it was about the EDM and about, about the, that, that beat drop. Um, yeah, I, I really was like, I would, every day I was listening to just like electronic dance music just all the time. And that just brought back so many good feelings. Cause I haven't, I've been like really into more like slow folk music lately and that just was like ah this is so so good and i know that a lot of people who are listening here are also fans of edm so you've got to go check out adara um on spotify we'll we'll also announce everything else that that you're on um at the end but there are two questions i really want to get to that are about space specifically these are kind of my like fun questions i'll i'll typically ask my guests but would you go to space that is either near Earth, another planet, or another galaxy, or all?
1: The short answer is hell yes, all of the above.
0: <laughs> okay, so even to, like, another galaxy or another another planet as well, which would be, like, a yeah. one-way trip, if it's a galaxy, yeah. probably. <laughs> well, yeah, or,
1: like, multi-generations at this point. Get
0: there. Yeah, um, yeah. You wouldn't
1: even get there. Um, yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I think the you know, anybody who loves space is very curious and I would just need to see it. Um, but it's a very heavy question to think about. I'm going to risk my life. Um, cause right now the technology of space travel is still pretty intense. It's less of a risk than it used to be, but it's still a major risk. You're like, you know, strapping yourself to this crazy missile
0: <laughs> to try yeah. to
1: go into space. And, um, uh, but yeah, I, I would have to see it. Like if I had a one-way trip to Mars, I could never come back to Earth. I, I think I would have to do it. It would be very difficult because Earth is, Earth is incredible. I don't think a lot of us really know what we have. You know, I mean, it's an absolute <laughs> oasis, like a paradise.
0: Um, but yeah, oasis. I, I would, by would, the way, that's ah! one of my other favorite songs by you. Um, <laughs> what What are the lyrics? It's like. Be my uh, oasis. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, you
1: can, you can be my oasis. Yeah, it, you're right on. Um, it's just about like, a, you know, I sum it up as in a world full of chaos, you can be my oasis.
0: Like my so escape. good. Um, oh, yeah. So, so beautiful. Um, I, lo- <laughs> I love you. all your music. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So for the final question, optimistically speaking, where do you think humanity will be in the next 500 years? We
1: will definitely
0: have a lunar base
1: we will be on mars um hopefully we will be terraforming you know trying to terraform mars another planet i don't know if i just am pretty optimistic about (laughs) what we can do in 500 years or not but um i also though hope that we're going to make the necessary steps to save this planet um i think a lot of schools of thought is just like well this planet's is dying. We've, if we want humanity to continue, we have to go up into the stars and another planet. I, I don't want to go there because we have to, because we have no other choice. I want us to go there because we're meant to discover all the things that the universe has to offer and hopefully discover that we're not alone out there. But I still want Earth to be home-based. So I'm hoping that in 500 years, we've corrected a lot of the path that we're going down, uh, hurting the planet, and are a lot more ecologically minded
0: yeah oh, that's so so wonderfully said and and I completely agree with you on that uh, and I think that from our exploration will hopefully come like new tools and kind of ways of thinking of problem solving for problems that we are currently are facing uh, on our planet um, so definitely I'm optimistic there as well um, so if you're open to it, should I turn to the audience for any live questions from our callers?
1: Sure. I'm completely open to it. If anybody wants to chat.
0: All righty. I just went ahead and made the feature public. So if anyone wants to tap, uh, the call in button, you can do that now. Um, and I'll give you guys all a moment and I'm going to grab my charger because my phone is dying. So oh, no, That was my. <laughs> we'll <video>. do that. <laughs> Yeah. So if you guys have again any questions, you could either type it in the ch- the comments um below, which is totally cool too. I love that you guys have been utilizing that. Um or of course, you know, you can call in so we can hear your lovely voices. Um which would be also pretty fun. It's one of my favorite features here on Colin app, on the Colin app, that's why yeah. it's called Colin. Um <laughs> because you can call in. Now I know. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um so in the meantime, um, should we kind of announce something that we're going to be doing together soon?
1: Let's do it because if we announce it, then we really have to do it. I'm <laughs> in.
0: Okay. Um, and let's see. I just want to make sure my audio sounds okay. I just went ahead oh. and unplugged my headphones.
1: Okay. Can you, can you hear me?
0: Yes. And you guys can hear me loud and clear. Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Um, Well, we are going to soon be uh, streaming together, Adara and I um, on Twitch. So we'll announce some more details in the future once we actually kind of plan all that. But Um, We've just been having so much fun chatting with each other a lot lately and just have so many wonderful ideas. And uh, this was kind of, I I would say, maybe a a kickoff of what our conversations uh, could be like. So, uh, and of course, I would love, again, Adara, to have you on Space Talk uh, in the future for future episodes. And maybe we can get Nicole Stott. I want to start having more speakers on at the same time. So I think it'd be really fun to have like a whole panel of like a bunch of like just space babes or space enthusiasts and everything out there. um, I think it'd be super fun. So if anyone has any recommendations or suggestions, or if you want to come on as a guest, um, please feel free to send me a DM here on the in app um, or, you know, just leave a comment as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So it doesn't quite look like I've got anyone calling in, which is totally fine. Um, It actually looks like, Oh, that's just so great. I love the the comments as well. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Red rising. What is it? I need to be on this planet be a a movie. Panel. Yes. What is it? I think it's a movie. Am I wrong?
1: I think it is see. too.
0: Also, looks like we've got a caller. Ooh. All right. So while you look that up, I will go ahead and make Mario the next caller. All right. Mario, you are on the mic. What's up?
3: Hey, hello. Hi.
0: Hello. Hi.
3: Hi. So, uh, Adara, well, first of all, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, actually, oh, you know you. Athena, you know, posting all your music that she will introduce me and you know, much like wow. Athena, I like all your music. Thank you. <laughs> and um so my question is actually about uh well one, one of your songs, um Alien, you know. I, I hope I didn't pick the one that you didn't write, but um
1: No, I did write that one, yeah, okay. no, yeah the fair. the one I didn't write is called Chemistry, it's a lot older.
3: Oh okay, chemistry, yeah. So you know, I love the song. You know, I I love the song. It's you know, you know, and I I felt like a range of things to it. You know, the message I get from it is you know, like oh, you know, you know, you're feeling lonely. But in 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 short words, you know, you're feeling lonely. You know, I you know, like the intro, you know, can't breathe. I'm losing all my air. Like I yeah, I felt that before so many times. And like I feel it. yeah, and you know, and I listen to the song when I'm feeling like that. You know, it just you know, just fills me with like You know, I. I can do it, you know, like
1: Yes. Yeah. So Oh wow. That that means so much that you're you know, and thank you for your courage to share that truth too. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that 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 means so much. Um that's exactly what I wanted to accomplish with the song. I don't know if you've um been able to see the music video yet. Oh yeah, um no, okay, video, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I wore a, a a suit on it where I had people write in all of their truth of of, you know pain and struggle that they've been through and wrote it all over the suit and we kind of just wore it together to just you know go through that together and then shed that skin and become something colorful and amazing and I really I really tried to push that point home it's it's horrible feeling misunderstood and alone and the thing that I have been told time and time again when I'm feeling that way and going through that by people I really admire um, is that that's what dreamers are just always going to feel like, you know, people that, um, uh, you know, when you have something kind of unique, I mean, you just, there's going to be a lot of people that don't ever understand you. You know, we're all very unique creatures. Um, But that like, that's just a sign that you've just got something really special. You know, you just got to hold on and, and get through it. And, and when you find people that get you, like, just love them and hold on to them for dear life. Because <laughs> they're very important.
0: Oh, that was yeah. so good. That's yeah, such was a so good beautiful. message. So beautiful, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That, that actually answered the question I was going to ask. I was actually going to ask, you know, you know, in a rare opportunity to ask the artist, like, what was their intention when they did their art? And, you know, that that actually answered my question
1: yeah i you know and it's funny because that's twofold i obviously feel that way just in everyday life you know as just a human being um but i also very much feel that way within the industry of music and um when i was when i got into the studio to write a song with uh some friends and a producer and we wrote alien it's funny i actually went in there saying okay let's not write a song about space today. I want to make sure
2: that people know
1: <laughs> I have a full range of emotions, you know, as I'm a human being here, not just like a sci-fi character. And um, But then when I was talking about what I was feeling of just being so misunderstood in my personal life, but also just in the industry being laughed at as the girl who likes to wear silver and the space girl. And just like people wouldn't give me the chance, you know, to really like showcase my art within the town I was in at the time because I was just too different um, every, you know, I just kept coming back to, I just feel like an alien. I feel like they just want to put me under a microscope and, and I can't breathe. I don't fit in here. I don't feel right. And they'll just never understand me, you know, but I want to be an anthem for all of the strangers out there who feel like they don't fit in. And, um, so yeah, Um, thank you for asking that. I always love to, to share that. And I'm so glad it meant something to you
3: oh well thank you yeah I could really go through like these lyrics like line by line and write like an essay about what it means to me you know
1: oh my you gosh know, well you know, my if you ever decide to do that you should send it to me on Instagram
3: Oh, <laughs> for would, sure
1: I, yeah I would love oh, to okay. read it
3: yeah you know and and if I may share my own view you know what you yes. just said right now it's really shows why you know the art is so important in space because we are humans doing science we are humans you know going to space and observing things and we are emotional beings. We do have things and you know, we we can't shut that part away from us. We just can't, we just have to embrace it and we have to express it artistically. And this, that song is, you know, it's a really good example of it.
1: Thank you so much, Mario. It was great to talk to you.
3: Well, 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 thank you for responding to me.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Well, yeah, again, thank you, Mario, for coming on for asking that question. Um, That made me realize that we for sure when we sign off are going to be playing alien today. So I'm going to (laughs) definitely make sure we play that. Um, But uh, before we do that, uh, Adara, where can uh, everyone, you know, follow your journey or connect with you like Instagram, TikTok, website, Spotify, etc. And I'll try to type as you speak. (laughs) Oh, I'm
1: actually, it's so funny you're saying that because I'm actually just putting that into the comment section as well. Oh yeah, Um, perfect. So I am typing this out, but I cannot multitask when I'm typing. So, okay, there we go. I put them both in. Um, I'm updating my website. So bear with me, like old pictures, different hair. But uh, any of the social media, uh, you know, TikTok, Twitch that I just We just created that. We're going to be doing that. Um, You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. It's just Adara Music, either forward slash Adara Music or at Adara Music. Um, So find me on any of those. I think I... um, showcase my artistry best on instagram so (laughs) if i had to choose one please follow me on instagram and then on spotify if you just type in adara or if you type in one of my songs like alien adara you'll definitely find my
0: profile that way and then you can go to adaramusic.com all righty. Well, thank you for that, Adara, and, and definitely yeah. you guys have to check out her Instagram. Um, you recently just did, a, you just made a video that went viral, hit three million views. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was from what was what was the the song? From, Again, it's Success. the fifth element. Fifth element, the, <laughs> and it's the
1: alien you know, diva singer who performs on that, like, spaceship, you know, with the image of Earth yeah. in a background or some planet, and uh, when I saw that as a kid, that's, that is, like, my dream performance. If you want to know what a dream of Dara performance is, it is exactly that, Um and so, I was getting ready, you know, I put a lot of effort into the videos that I make and the content I try to post online. And I know we all get frustrated when we post stuff and we're like, nobody in the world saw this. Why <laughs> this is frustrating? Um, uh, but I saw that filter like come across somehow um, and I was about to go work out and like made that video real quick and posted it just thinking it'd be something dumb, but the sci-fi nerds would get it. And again, uh, 3.1 million. It always happens million like million that views. too. It, it'd be nice if uh, they, you know, I got 3.1 million views on a video with my original song. But you know, I'll take what I can get.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to do another uh, conversation about kind of just social media in general and oh, just the the roller coaster yeah. that it is. <laughs> yeah, it always seems <laughs> to happen like that. It's the one random yeah. video, the one off video that just that everyone just loves. <laughs> it's just so yep. funny. Oh my gosh. Well, Adara, thank you so much again for joining Space Talk. Uh, This has really been so incredible. And everyone who's joined, thank you for being here. All of your comments. I think this was the most popular chat we've ever had on Space Talk. So thank you all for that. And thank you, Adara, for for being the special guest for that. Thank you. (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, All righty. Well, I guess next time, we'll just follow up with whenever, uh, you know, Adara might be joining us again here on Space Talk. Otherwise, make sure you go follow her Instagram, TikTok website, Spotify, uh, everything above. Um, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll be connecting in the future verse. Yes, that's okay. please.
1: Yeah. And if you follow me, feel free to drop me a comment or send me a message on Instagram saying that you heard us on space talk. That would be really fun to just know. Um, And I, yeah, I answer, I try to answer every comment and message. If I miss it, I'm sorry, but I really do my
0: best. So I'd love to chat with you guys and connect. Love it. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thank you so much again um, to everyone being on here and to Adara. Let's go ahead and sign off by listening to alien. (laughs) All right, everyone. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Make sure you look up at the stars sometime. And as always, at Astra.
2: can't breathe i'm losing all of my air i think i don't fit into this atmosphere it's just not fair they take beauty and make it feel strange empty vessels with all my